This is exactly right. Scotty, guess what? What? I'm going back to Minneapolis, okay? You are? I'm sorry I'm not bringing you. I'm doing stand-up at Acme. Uh, December 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Come on out. That's a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at Acme. And it's a fantastic club, and it'll be really fun. And we'll do some stand-up, and we'll hang out. Oh, that's so fun. So go see Kurt at Acme in Minneapolis. December 1st through 3rd. All right. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready to laugh and laugh and laugh. Here it is. Fake Mr. Bean has caused an unlikely war between Zimbabwe, Pakistan, and T20 World Cup. (laughs) Whoa, I don't even know where to go with this. (laughs) A lot of words. Yeah, that's a lot of words indeed. All right, well, we'll try to sort this all out. I actually have no wordplay on this one. Let's just get into a wacky new episode of Bananas. Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome to Bananas. Happy Thanksgiving. That, of course, for me is Scotty Landis. And that is my banana-in-law, Mr. Tonight Show himself, Kurt Brownoller. Um, How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How you doing? How was it with old Jim Fallon? Was he happy to see you? It was very nice to see him. I told him that the first time I did the show, he had told me that I was going to get bumped for a magician. Like he right. walked right in, and I, and I immediately, I was so nervous. I was like, okay, of course, of course. Well, it was fun to be here. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, and so that he laughed about that. He's like, that's great. I'm happy I did that. Um, but yeah, he was very nice, and it was very fun. But you know what I think we better do? What should we do? We better get right into this sweet guest we have. Yeah, I'd love to hear about her. <laughs> Guys, she, she needs no introduction. True. Everybody knows who she is. She is, of course, one of the co-hosts of My Favorite Murder and our friend. Please welcome Georgia Hardstark. Hi. Woo. Hi. Hi. It's me. Hi. The first, the first quattro. Because you did our Halloween show, and then you've done two. You did Bananas by Yourself. You did Bananas by Yourself again, and you and Karen did an ep. You're our first quattro guest. Oh, yeah. my God. That's big time. Uh, I'm yeah. honored. That's big time. <laughs> any sandwich you me. want at Jersey Mike's, Kurt and I'll buy you a 12-inch, any size, wow. large sub. You just I give already... us a number that okay. exists at Jersey Mike's. It comes to your house, Okay. I already know. Oh my God, I'm so excited about that. Thank you so much. You're very <laughs> and to be here. Also welcome. to be here. You know, I did get a text from Jersey Mike's today. I get texts from Jersey Mike's just so yeah. you know. Smart. Um I Jersey Mike's texts me more than a bunch of my friends. And uh today they do give uh, some of their proceeds to um a veterans fund. So oh, how nice is that? that? How nice it's is Veterans that? Day. I mean it's Thanksgiving de- week. Oops. Sorry guys. Whoopsie doodles. That's true. Georgia, how are you? How's your week? Have you relaxed? Have you been busy? I'm good. Uh, My week's been good. I just discovered and ate the most fall dessert from, um, and it's middle of the day, by the way, from 
Trader Joe's. So I'm really happy right now. And what is it? <laughs> okay. Have you had their hand pie? It's new. It's pumpkin oh. and apple hand pies. Ooh. And a hand I, pie is just a small pie that you... Yeah. Okay. A like an individual pie. pie. Ooh, like a, pie. It's a lot like the McDonald's apple pie. Oh, it's like you know what I mean? <laughs> shaped like a bar. Yeah. Keep it's like a handheld. <laughs> oh my God. I... I like bought it and I was like, oh, I'll put it in the air fryer and I have some ice cream with it. I ended up eating it piece by piece with my fingers out out of the box because it was one of those things <laughs> where like, one more bite. I'll just have one more bite. I'll just have one. And then I ate it all. It was Ooh. it was so good and autumnal since we're we're talking about Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Talking turkey with Georgia uh, yeah. Hartstark. It's, That's uh, what's right. There it is. That's what we're naming it. The dumbest name. <laughs> you want some Thanksgiving facts for, I was thinking our international listeners, Canadians, they oh, have yeah. a Thanksgiving of their own. But yeah. for the people around the world, I think that many international bananimals probably at least know generally what Thanksgiving is. But I looked up some Thanksgiving facts. Okay, great. This is from bestlife.com. <laughs> Nothing says best life like Thanksgiving facts. Facts. <laughs> I, there were 35 facts. I brought it down to the four that are five that interested me. Okay. First, right off the bat, Americans eat 704 million pounds of turkey every Thanksgiving. <gasps> no. <laughs> That's too many. That's, That's so, so many. Much. That's so much turkey. It's disgusting. It's so gross. It's <sighs> so upsetting. And, but remember, one gets pardoned. Out of, right. the, <laughs> out of the tens of millions that we're eating, one gets to live on a farm. <laughs> All right. Here's one. I'm going to give you a little trivia. So what city do you think is the most traveled to city on Thanksgiving in the United States? Oh, the most city. I think it's New York City. Okay, great guess. I'm going to say, oh, right. I'm going to go Chicago. Two excellent guesses, both incorrect, sadly. More people (laughs) travel to Orlando, Florida than anywhere else on Thanksgiving. Right, right. right. that makes sense. AAA estimates over 55 million Americans travel over 50 miles or more every Thanksgiving, but the most popular destination, according to booking information, is Orlando, Florida, (laughs) closely followed by Anaheim, California, and then New York City. Oh, Uh, look at that. You were on that, you charted on that list. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. (laughs) Also, I love it that AAA, like AAA, there's people who work at AAA, that means who are just gathering interesting travel Mm -hmm. statistics at (laughs) all times and publishing them them in like the AAA magazine. (laughs) That's right. I love Um, it. They know a lot about tow truck numbers. Yes. Here's a fun one for the whole family. More than four-fifths of Americans prefer the leftovers to the actual meal. Yeah. What? I could see that. Four-fifths. My husband's one of them. It's like, you can't. It's it's like an extra person when you're counting how many how, how much turkey you need. Mm-hmm. Like, the leftovers is an extra person on that list. Also, I think a lot of people sometimes don't enjoy the company they have on Thanksgiving, but they yeah. do love that food. <laughs> the next day, microwaved, sitting yeah. on a blanket, just eating yeah. a little turkey sandwich to yourself. Here's oh, my yeah. question. Have you ever, 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 in your whole life, had a hot plate at Thanksgiving, like where oh, all right. the food is hot? Never. It's it doesn't usually happen. one thing is scalding and everything else is ice <laughs> yeah. cold because yeah. you're just waiting for that one thing to come out. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, red wine. Red wine is the most popular Thanksgiving it tipple. It is, isn't it? 
Mm-hmm. Which I would not have guessed, actually. Oh, I don't know why. Um, red wine. I mean, that's fun. Maybe I'm going to drink red wine this year for the first time at Thanksgiving. For the and first time, you've never drank red wine at Thanksgiving? <laughs> not at the dinner, no. I mean, really? I've had red wine in life. No, I think I drink whiskey at Thanksgiving. Oh, during the see, meal. I think after the meal, whiskey yeah. hits. Ooh. But beforehand and during, I think red wine, you should try it. Yeah, because you need whiskey afterwards because it burrows. It burrows through yeah. the food. We all know how <laughs> alcohol works. Yeah, mm. it burrows. Yeah. In my family, I think it was a German thing. We would all sip peppermint schnapps after dinner. Oh. <laughs> Very, That's very nice. delicious. Very nice. <laughs> and dad would blow a 151 rumple mints <laughs> fire with his mouth. It was such a nice tradition. Yeah. Here comes Christmas, old grandpa would yell. Aww, and then. I oh think my. that's cute. Okay, can I tell you a story that that reminds please, me of? Please, the, Okay, so I just did Fallon, yeah, like two days, a couple days ago. But then the last time I did it was seven years ago, mm. almost to the day, which is crazy. That is interesting. And we had gone out to dinner in, in Koreatown, and then we went to a Korean, uh, like, bar that also had karaoke. Karaoke bar, And then sure. they found out that I was about to be on uh, Fallon. So then the bartender got very excited and made this insane like tower of shots that like oh went, God. that was maybe like four uh, or five feet tall on the bar. That. All of it was different cut. Like he put Skittles in each drink. It was oh my the God. worst hangover I had the next day of my entire life. I bet. But then he like lit one of those sparklers that like shoots, do you know like, <laughs> Those shooting sparklers. Yeah. Poured 151 all over it, then took a shot of 151 and then blew fire wow. over the whole thing. And mm-hmm. I was standing on the other mm-hmm. side and there's a video of it. I was very drunk. <laughs> so fire comes at me. And then I'm just laughing and I just go, for some reason, I'm very wet. <laughs> oh, no. All of the rumplements from his mouth Ew. that didn't burn off. Just blew all over me. Oh, my oh, pants pre-COVID. were like soaking wet. Yes, it was pre-COVID. So pre-COVID, you can't mm. do that these days. Oh mm-hmm. no, that and that was terrible. That was such a bad hangover the next day. That's adorable. But <laughs> you got a story out of it. Um, yeah. Last but not least, last hot talking turkey Thanksgiving fact. This one's a little silly, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. A little silly. Okay. The day after Thanksgiving is the busiest day of the year for plumbers. Oh, Uh, no. Toilet talk. Toilet talk. Black (laughs) Friday isn't just big business for retailers. Plumbers and drain cleaners get into action or get into the action, too. According to Roto-Rooter, the day after Thanksgiving is the busiest day of the year for those who want to keep the toilets flushing and the water flowing in their homes. That's amazing. And then in related news, something I never thought about. They recommend not pouring cooking oil down your drain. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it just it just accumulates. Just don't do That's it. That's why you put like they're supposed to put like bacon grease into a can. coffee tin. Yeah, mm-hmm. and throw it away. Yeah, tips, hot tips, hot, hot Thanksgiving hot tips. Tips, everybody. <laughs> it's an educational podcast. It really is. It really is. Do you guys want to hear about fake Mr. Bean? Yeah. Yes. Let's try Always. to decipher what this was about. It is a fascinating story. I uh, found this one on my own. This was, um, this is published in News 18, where the number eight is wearing a mask. <laughs> so you know it's got to be good. <laughs> so you know that that number eight is not getting COVID. That's correct. All right. 
Here is the title again. Mm-hmm. Fake Mr. Bean mm-hmm. has caused an unlikely war between Zimbabwe and Pakistan in T20 World Cup. This was by, written mm-hmm. by Buzz Staff. Because nobody wants to be associated with this. They're good. <laughs> and it's a- edited by Anurag Verma. So Anurag Verma, you're the best in the biz when it comes to editing the weirdest stories <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> Here it is. Uh, Pakistan's dramatic loss to arch rivals India in their T20 World Cup to 2022 opener may have rocked their ship, but an entire tsunami awaits when they meet with Zimbabwe on Thursday in Perth. Um, sure, the contest may not Witness as many footfalls as the India-Pakistan match did, but there's already a rivalry brewing between Pakistan and Zimbabwe fans on the microblogging site Twitter, in case you don't know what Twitter is. <laughs> the reason, fake Mr. Bean. It all began when Pakistan Cricket's official Twitter cricket. account... Sh- cricket. Uh, yeah, sh- okay. Yes, Cricket. It's Cricket. Uh, shared photos of the players toiling hard ahead of the Zimbabwe clash onto the next challenge, uh, the, uh, Pakistan's Cricket wrote and then someone responded then this there was a disgruntled twitter user seemingly from zimbabwe responded to the tweet saying that they have neither forgotten nor forgiven pakistan for sending a quote fake mr bean to zimbabwe (laughs) and this was the tweet this was the tweet that this guy sent that started all this okay as zimbabweans we won't forgive you you once gave us that fraud bean instead of mr bean rowan we will settle the the matter tomorrow Okay. Uh, and then and then someone was like, "What are you talking about?" Yes, me. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then he sends starts sending photos and posting photos. This guy uh Nagugi Chasura. And so in case you're wondering, uh here it is. Fraud or not, a man named Asif Muhammad from Pakistan did travel <laughs> to Zimbabwe in 2016 as reported here and here. The Pakistani man bears a similarity to the original Mr. Bean character played by British acting legend Rowan Atkinson and yes. was reportedly invited to attend a comedy night, do road shows, and be part of the Harare Agricultural Show. Right. Amid this fiasco, the photos and videos of the, quote, fraud Mr. Bean on his Zimbabwe <laughs> trip have since gone viral. He had, okay, oh so they God. had, he had a police escort. No. Like the whole country was like Mr. Bean came to visit and like the, he had a police escort. He Amazing. He does look he just he he does look like Mr. Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean, okay. He does look like a Pakistani Mr. Bean. Wow. Um it, Mr. Bean is seen facilitated by cops as fans block the road to get a glimpse of him. Yes. He also breaks into Mr. Bean dance moves for the gathered crowd. <laughs> Who so would he's going all out. And going by the video appears that the crowd feel they got the real deal, but we may never know. He is, he's really, there's photos, he's taking photos with people, and he's like, he does a really good, like, Mr. Bean face. Uh... It is so crazy. So yeah, so there is a, people are furious now about this thing that happened in 2016. And I, and love I don't understand how Mr. Bean still has so much traction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I love Mr. Bean, don't get me, me wrong, too. but it's been de- decades. Yeah. Decades. It's been a long time. Maybe wow. in Zimbabwe Mr. Bean's kind of on the up rise, that could be you it. know. Yeah, yeah, that could be it. But, but they're also, also not great familiar character enough choice. with him. Yeah, exactly. They don't know. Right, and he's right. a non-speaking character. Mr. Bean occasionally says Bean when people ask him his name or whatever, or take right. his ticket. But it's a great person to impersonate or an yes. imposter to impersonate because he doesn't have to talk. 
Yeah. That's a good point. It's really amazing. Wow. <laughs> and they're mad about it, but it sounds like they got what they wanted out of him. So maybe, you know. Is a fake a, a fake Mr. Bean by any other name just smells like Mr. Bean. I just think. smells like Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> it's a quandary for the ages. He's the best. It used to be on PBS. It used to when before I had cable, Mr. Bean would come on like MPT, which was Maryland Public television and i would just watch it having no context just a boy sitting on the floor just watching a british man cutting his pants to fit him in luggage or mailing himself christmas letters and then being surprised and i was like and getting a turkey stuck on his head yeah oh yeah yeah it is it's it it is interesting how funny it actually is to uh, to appeal to like a five-year-old and all to all ages it is actually surprisingly kind of funny I wonder if kids these days have caught on yet or if that if it's like a cool vintage thing to watch now or if that hasn't happened yet. No, yeah, it could here, come back here. through. <laughs> Gen, I, Gen Z, let us know. We got to know. Let my, I'll, I'll get my kids started on Mr. Do Bean. It. Yeah. Do it. I think they'll like him. We have a, a, for all of us share, the friend Albertina Rizzo. Didn't she hire like a Jack Nicholson impersonator to join a bachelorette party once and everybody except her was pissed about it? <laughs> I don't know, but I was at a party that Albertina was at, but it, she didn't hire this person. It was a, oh, what, it was an Elvis impersonator who okay. showed up at the party, and then the host, the host had hired him, yes. but she pretended like she didn't, and she was like, "What the fuck is this?" And she was like acting like she was mad about it. <laughs> yes. And then I was like, I was like, this is Alex. This is crazy. Who hired a, an Elvis impersonator to come to your house? And she's like, I did, I did, but don't. Tell uh. <laughs> I had that at a party once where a bunch of people uh, took shrooms, and then one of my friends was just having a moment and sat there silently for four or five hours. And another friend the next day was like, "It's so fun you hired that actor just to sit there silently for the whole party." <laughs> And I'm like, who? He's like the guy on the end of the sofa. I was like, oh, no, no, that's my buddy. Like, I know that guy. But he was just in his own mind having his own experience while the party rotated around him. And then our friend (laughs) Rob thought I hired like uh, an extra to sit there silently to like. Oh, I love it. What a career move that would be if you're like, hey, hire me to sit quietly at a party awkwardly. What a great idea. Yeah. I remember uh, Eugene Merman at the Eugene Merman Comedy Festival once had a bus that you could go on, and it was just like a scary clown sitting in the back. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. You could just like go on the bus and sit with the clown. <laughs> Who would have talked and just sat there? That's so good. That's so it. awesome. Mr. Bean. I mean, I would like to see Mr. Bean hang. Like, if, if somebody that looked a lot like Mr. Bean walked by, I would light up. I yeah, would like wave sure. and be like, hey, Mr. Bean. Like the, oh, he, he's Mr. almost Bean. mascot level. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I agreed. And that's why, I, that's why I go back to my eternal saying, a Mr. Bean by any other name smells just like the real Mr. Bean. <laughs> and I would, I think a, a Mr. Bean impersonator is as good as meeting Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> yeah. And I stand by that. Yeah. Would it. you rather meet Mr. Bean, a Mr. Bean impersonator or Rowan Atkinson? As himself, not as Mr. Bean. You know? <laughs> That's yeah. the question. Like, I do you want to meet the actor or do you want to meet the character? I want to meet the character. Mm. Right. I yeah. think yeah. that's I think so. Yeah, me too. All right. It's decided. It's decided. decided. Oh, it, I have one for you too. Dan Fink sent this in, and then when I said this is a great one, he said, Am I gonna be on the pod? And I said, 
Yes, you are. You're going to make it. And he was very thrilled. Um, God, this is such a good one. Woman stopped at airport while wearing butt plug containing boyfriend's ashes. <laughs> Whoa! This, of course, you're going to be on the podcast, Dan. I was like, yeah. Are you joking? <laughs> this is the, one of the best stories we've ever gotten. Wow. Bingo. And I asked better. you, I asked you at the top. Do you have a good headline to start with? And you're like, not really. You have the best headline we've ever done. I'm a wild card, man. Um, yeah, woman stopped at airport while wearing butt plug containing boyfriend's ashes. This was written by the absolute wow. best in the butt plug biz, Josh Milton for Metro UK. Wow. Oh, boy. And it keeps, it, it is what you hope it is. Like, mm. I'll, we get so many headlines on this podcast that, you you know, the headline's better than the story. Yeah. yeah. This one lives up to it. I hope it's all of his ashes. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, that's a lot. <laughs> that's of a ashes. lot of ashes. That's, that's a lot of butt plug right that's there. That's four pounds of butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a woman was stopped by airport security because she was carrying her boyfriend's ashes in a sex toy that was described as his favorite place. Sarah Button. <laughs> Sarah Button. Already off to a great start. Oh, that's a name. Wow. In the butt of Sarah Button? Wow. Plugged up old Sarah Button. Oh, man. 23 years old, has gone viral on TikTok for wearing a metal butt plug with forever engraved on it through an airport in Australia. Wow. Oh, my God. I mean, it is so good. Here we go. (laughs) While going through customs, the law student wore the toy as a way of traveling with her late partner as she hoped to show him the world. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is layered. This, this is, is layered. layered. Are <laughs> we sad? Really? Are we happy? Yeah, Are we crying? Button from Australia was bought the toy of as a course. gag gift from her boyfriend, which raised a fair few eyebrows from the airport staff. Sarah told Need to Know Dot Online sounds like a totally legit website <laughs> uh, that you should talk about sex stuff too. <laughs> We were initially concerned about getting it through in my carry-on, so I just left it in with hopes to avoid explanations. Yep. That'll always work. That'll always, especially the metal ones. Right. (laughs) You know how how that works when you go through. Yeah. Absolutely. It was a bit nerve-wracking. Continuously beeps and you go, I don't know. I have nothing. I'm not wearing anything. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it was a bit nerve-wracking, but I had previously gone through security with a normal butt plug-in without incident, so I had a sense of calm and faith that we'd both make it through. She's talking about him. As this is I, a sassy oh. Australian lady who yeah. travels with a butt plug-in at all times, because that's a lot of sitting. That's a it's lot a, of sitting on an airplane. It definitely takes your mind off the fear of the plane crashing. I guess you know, sure. sure. It centers you in a way. Yeah. <laughs> It grounds you in a way. (laughs) Oh, boy. I would have packed him and checked luggage if I were to take the urn overseas with me, but I didn't think it would make the sensor beep or anything, and the friend I was with was unaware of this as well. Oh, excuse me, was aware of this as well. So... This is nice. The plug was gifted to me before the passing of an ex-boyfriend I had as a teenager. The intention was initially as a joke because he'd spent so much time in there and it was his favorite place. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why are you telling news people about this? 
<laughs> That's my question. It's like, okay, no. do your thing. No kink shaming here at all. Not at all. Is is needtoknow.com really news, though? <laughs> <laughs> and do we need to know that at all? That's a good question. <laughs> we do. We do. Yeah, we do. How much he, he, he did it. <laughs> For this podcast, yes. Um. So on, she uploaded this TikTok video on September 9th, seeing if the butt plug emoji I was wearing with his ashes in it will get through airport security, adding, he's still here. It's romantic, she captioned the video, seen by more than 5 million people. Wow. Yeah. So she was really, really going for it. So she took wow. a video of the butt plug before she put it in her butt with the ashes in it? or I think so. I think okay. that's right. I think she made a whole thing like I'm traveling with my former partner. I, I love wow. this lady. She's fun. <laughs> Me too. She is fun. Banana yeah, of the got, week, for sure. She's got a sense of humor, I oh, bet, for Banana sure. of the week, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Sarah didn't have too much luck when she visited Abu Dhabi Airport in the United Arab Emirates in 2019, only to end up banned from the Gulf, she says. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I explained what it was, but there was a lady worker with an earshot of that conversation, which led to some back and forth between us, and the male officials did not like the vulgarity I was using to explain myself, she said. No, uh, no, they don't. They don't like that over there. <clears throat> they took me and my friend aside without much explanation. I bet they did. Sarah claimed her passport and mobile phone were taken away, forcing her to call her dad to ring the Australian embassy in Abu Dhabi for help. Uh, an hour later, a big official came in and had us sign a super long foreign document that said if we were outside of the airport doors, we'd go to jail. It was a long day. Wow. 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 She says, the moral of the story is I was very ignorant of what I had in my bag and the words I used and their values. I didn't realize explaining a butt plug uh, would like violate the person that asked about it. So just explaining it was enough to violate mm. some rules over there. Also, do some research, guys, when you go to a foreign country. <laughs> sure. Google it. Also, that she was going to Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Abu Dhabi. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like anywhere, take your butt plug out before you travel to the Middle East in general. That's my absolutely, suggestion. especially if it's metal. Take your metal <laughs> but, butt plug out, especially if it's metal Carry and full it. of a dead person's ashes. Take it sure, out. Sure. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't need to go on this trip with you. Maybe he yeah. catches up with you in Fiji or something fun like that. <laughs> Y'all see, y'all see each other in uh, New Zealand, you know? Yes. Yeah. Don't go to Abu Dhabi or maybe not North or South Dakota. Everywhere else in the world, you're probably <laughs> sure. fine use your, to travel. Use your plastic or rubber butt plug. Okay? Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's just planning ahead. Maybe it's silicone. like looking up outlets. Yeah. Sarah has since traveled to places she and her ex-boyfriend only ever dreamed of going, such as the Great Barrier Reef, and are set to see the British rock band Bring Me a Throw... <laughs> <laughs> this got you this really surprised you oh god they're set to see the british rock band bring me the horizon in december so oh she's just taken uh, one for the team uh, it's just such a hilarious <laughs> oh god i'm crying she's taking him to see the world it's That's... so nice it's so romantic it is romantic it is uh, that just tickled me because I'm just imagining the muffled sounds <laughs> that oh. you would experience being in yeah. her butt during the concert. Oh just my kind of being able to tell just what's that happening. Thumping bass. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. Oh my God. <laughs> Favorite band. It's beautiful oh, in a way. It's it's yes. a flat Stanley. It's a flat Stanley for your butt. It's it very is. nice. Yep. 
My God. I don't know if I ever told this story, Kurt, but I, I, years ago, a woman reached out to me, a mutual friend, really an acquaintance, and said, hey, I'm writing a book where I'm dating a different guy uh, for a month every year. I'm going to write a 12-chapter book about dating 12 different guys for four weeks. Okay. Would you like to be one? I said, yeah. So we dated for a month, and it was really How fun. fun. I love that idea. Yeah. I don't think the book ever actually got published, but it was fun, and okay. I actually really enjoyed It was kind of interesting having like... A set th- time period? Yeah, like, Georgia, yeah. did you ever date anybody from, like, summer camp or, like, over yeah. thing where it's like, hey, we have two weeks to blow this thing out? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fun, I mean, right? as an adult, I was like, this has an expiration date on it. I can tell already, but let's have some fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah, of course. Those are great. Sometimes really passionate and fun. Low, you know, the, the totally. stakes are lowered. Such low stakes. So years go by, and, and uh, randomly she reached out. She wanted to work creatively, and you know, in this, in like in LA, especially in TV and movies and stuff, like you keep friendships and relationships, and also working stuff. You kind of try to be professional, maybe mm-hmm. more than people in other industries would be. So I meet her for coffee. Uh, this was last year, and uh, she's showing me a new house that she bought, and she, uh, she's like, "Here," and she like hands me her phone to like scroll through pictures of her new house. And while that's happening, uh, the Apple drop-down screen says that her anal beads had been delivered. (laughs) (gasps) No. And like just a little twinkle in my eye. like, And I had that moment where I was like, it's like a very adult moment where you go like, who am I? And who do I want to be in this situation (laughs) for this person? (laughs) And she's like, what? And I was like, this bathroom is so beautiful. And she's like, oh I God. know. And no. I just didn't mention it and just handed the phone back and sat there. But it kind of in this really fun way. And I never mentioned it. So it went unmentioned. Good for but, you. Well, yeah. Who cares? It's like, live how you want to live. Do what you want to do. Sure. And it was a total timing accident where you're like, oh, of all yeah. the moments. Yeah. But it was funny because like she clocked like the eyebrow raise. And then I just did all the math in my head. And I'm like, <laughs> just don't mention it. Just, just roll through this. You probably won't see this person for another six or seven years <laughs> but i bet she's that's enjoying that maturity. new house i know that's called yeah i bet she is i bet she's having some fun there yeah it was so funny but it just Good was like a her. professional adult moment to be like yeah i'm not gonna say shit this is fine enjoy yourself live freely I feel like 20 23 year old scotty would have said something you know what i mean like yeah when, your when keychain arrived yeah <laughs> <laughs> your keychain <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful. Beautiful moment. Oh, I love it. Uh, let's tease us into a break here, all right? Please do. <clears throat> I just got a little story here. It doesn't have a headline. It is just from the police blotter. Um, and I will just say it's about why you shouldn't buy an owl at a gas station. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back to give a hoot on bananas. Bang. Folks, we are back. 
on Banana. Scotty, uh, you got any shout-outs for us today? Just two in-house ones. Uh, all Bananimals, we have a Bananas newsletter that our full human, real intern, Lisa Maggot, runs for us. Uh, just shoot us an email. We will send you, uh, we'll connect you with Lisa, and we just send out like our live shows, when our merch is going to drop, all the banana stuff, and we're not going to send you stuff weekly. It's going to be like monthly at most, but we just, for the true Bananimals out there, we wanted to give you a little more information to have. And uh, we so have yeah. new merch coming soon, so this will be like a great way to be alerted as soon as it goes out. Correctamundo. And Katie Levine, our wonderful producer and engineer who makes our lives incredibly easy, I uh, wanted us to mention that the shelters, especially in the L.A. area, are still very full with lovable cats and dogs that you can adopt. They'll make your life so much better. You can check out all the available uh, animals at laanimalservice.com. And if you've been thinking about adopting but you're not 100%, there's a great new fostering group called Foster for Life L.A. You can follow them on Instagram at Foster for Life L.A., uh, maybe foster, maybe f- give it a feel, give it yeah. a test run and give an animal, you know, a great time. Take it on a little vacation in your home. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, you know, that remind does remind me. Well, and of course we are here with the absolutely fantastic and wonderful Georgia Hardstark. Hi. Yeah. Uh, hi, and hi, hi. Speaking of fostering, I, we had, I don't know if you and I, Scotty talked about this or mm-hmm. But I had an idea for a business a long time ago, which would be a <clears throat> be like rent a pet. Yes. So you get like a dog for a day or a cat for a day. Yeah. But yeah. the the idea behind it was that like you order the pet and then like it there, you pick a time for when the pet comes over and then you just hear a knock on the door and then when you open the door only the animal is there like the person <laughs> like uh. hides. So that it just seems like the dog came to visit you and then you let the dog in. And then when you're done at the specific time, you just open the door and he walks out. And of course, there's someone there to like put him and take him safely on to the next thing. But wouldn't that be great? And then no human interaction necessary whatsoever. Right. It just feels like a cat or a dog came over to hang out with you for like six hours. I love it. Right? Yes. Everyone needs that in their lives. Like six hours a, a week or so of a cat or dog. Exactly. I love them. They just make you happy. They just make yeah. you happy. Um, before Workaholics, I know, I think it was Adam and Blake were on a reality pilot. And the general premise was three different couples, like one dating couple, one bet, two best friends. So I think it was like Blake and Adam. And then two other people spend a day with a dog. And then at the end of the episode, all three of them stand in a field and they let the dog go. And whoever the dog runs to gets to keep the dog. I was like, that is a, I cannot believe that didn't become a show, but it was like called like best friend forever or something like that. And I think that's the funniest idea for a reality show. That's such a funny idea. I'm dying to see if Cookie would pick us in a a field. If my dog, if our dog would run to us or run to like complete strangers that had like bacon in their pockets or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But that's how you can always game it. Always have bacon in your pocket. Cookie, like, uh, uh, at your house, like, uh, at a gathering, Cookie does a, uh, her own thing. Cookie just wanders. Yeah. I was really worried she'd, like, later and, like, try to leave the house or something, but she was fine. She was just, like, yeah. doing her thing. We're all like, Cookie, yeah. come here, come here. Just, like, give her a scratch on the head. It's like, nah, just cruises on by, yeah. walks by, walks Aww, around. Oh, Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> I um, hope you were able to get the beanbags out. My kids oh. <laughs> 
I can't. My, my youngest just stared at me with a beanbag and then just threw it in the pool. They do that. Kids. Oh, my nephews like the way they stare at you when you tell them not to do something and and they do it. It's geez. it's insane. It's just yeah. like oh yeah, this is a rule. What happens when That's I? It's, right. it's all testing. It's all testing. <sighs> No, the beanbags were fine. The pool was fine. Great. Kids are adorable. Beautiful. So <laughs> All right. Here, I'm going to get to this. This one's, I'm very excited to share this one with you. This was sent in by Luke Gresser today. Sends it in Thanks, today. Thanks, Luke. Yeah. Uh, this was sent to him by his mom, who she saw it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. This is from the Payson Police Department. Mm-hmm. The Payson Police Department would like to remind the public wildlife should remain wild. It's illegal to possess, transport, buy, or sell wildlife unless expressly permitted by Arizona revised statutes. Mm-hmm. Early this morning, officers conducted a traffic stop and upon approaching the vehicle, discovered a young owl next to the driver. The investigation revealed that the owl had just been purchased by the driver at a local gas station. The driver purchased the owl from a motorist who found it along the roadway. The Payson Police Department would like to take this opportunity to encourage the public not to use methamphetamines. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you too may find yourself illegally purchasing a wild owl for $100 in the middle of the night from strangers at a local gas station. My God. The driver was arrested on numerous charges, including aggravated DUI, possession of methamphetamine, and possession transport purchase of wildlife. Wow. wow. Sorry to laugh so loud at methamphetamine use, but... It was it's pretty, like they hit whoever wrote that. Like they really did. Like they 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 buried the lead and it got it gets did. a laugh. It gets got a laugh out of me. Yeah, I love it. Did you guys have to dissect owl shit in high school? No. no. Oh, what? we did in a in a biology class. You'd get an owl turd that you would dissect, and the amount of bones in it—mice bones, bird oh. bone—all this. It was so fascinating, but. Some of it didn't have anything in it, so then you're just a teenager digging through shit. <laughs> is there a company that collects uh, owl shit and sends it yeah. to? Yeah, or is Maryland classes? is Maryland rife with owls? Uh, yeah. We do have a good amount of owls there. Yeah, we. You know, was your teacher? You was your teacher just hunting owl shit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm from suburbia, so we did not have a single owl. Any, anywhere near we we totally extincted those things oh, sure. poor guys yeah there's no there's no owls in irvine in orange <laughs> county that sounds like a good like a good title for a punk album it does there's no owls in irvine <laughs> one two three four <laughs> yeah it was a good one i don't know we dissected a lot of stuff uh, i mean we did frogs we did uh, it was like earthworms class cow eye that was always one that people Ooh. would faint yeah it was uh, yeah i can't do i can't handle that it seems a bit extreme. Looking back, it seems like did, did anybody go into sur- was anybody yeah. a surgeon in any of those things? <laughs> did you no. learn anything? No. Just how to handle yourself around gross stuff, which is yes. a good thing to learn. I guess so. If you're right? going to be a do, do gross things. <laughs> if anything it led me to bananas. Now that I'm saying Absolutely. it out loud, it made me the banana boy I am today. It did. But yeah, there were tons of bones it was very fascinating and but yeah who was walking around the woods maybe meth heads you never know yeah actually yeah i remember one uh speaking of like buying an owl at late at night on methamphetamines (laughs) i remember i was in baltimore i was probably 19 or 20 years old and uh my friend chris and i just uh he was visiting and so we're just like we had nothing to do we're drunk and i decided to put on 
a, a dress, like one of my girlfriend's dresses that hap- I don't know how it fit me. Yeah. And I then I and I just had like underwear and a dress on and then we started walking in Baltimore at like four in the morning. Oh, that's okay. a terrible idea. Yeah. For like hours in like downtown Baltimore. And we tried to go into a club, but the club would like I didn't have I had no money and I didn't have ID. I didn't have anything on. All I had was right. a pint of Jim Beam tucked into my underwear. Fun. Oh, uh, like the waistband of my underwear. And we were like walking, like sharing this pint of Jim Beam. And then I remember we're just like, okay. So we walked all the way down. It was like right next to Club Charles. There used to be a like a uh, a uh, bar like a bar club there that was open late night. So we're like, okay. So we then we turn around to walk back. And I remember this guy, like classic Baltimore, classic Baltimore, like set up. Like there's just all these like long stories. If someone's gonna Mm -hmm. ask you for money, there's gonna be like an eight or seven minute story of, nice. uh, in front of it that has a lot of complications. Math is usually involved. Always. Um, there's always just like, there's like, I have, I have a bunch of, and it's always very creative. It's always like, I have a bunch of vacuums that I'm going to sell there in the trunk yes. of my car. My yeah. key, however, is over in Belmont. So I, I, need, I need $20 to be able to get to Belmont so I get this key so I can get, sell my vacuum cleaners and then Like I'll it's a reasonable back. request. Like it's, it's not just like, reasonable. I'm not just asking for money for the hell of it. Right, right, right. Here's why. Here's what it. it is. All right. And so this guy starts giving us a long story and I was just like, I have no pockets, man. I have no money. We just couldn't go into there because I don't have a pocket or wallet or ID. All I have nothing. And then he's like, okay, well, I'm going to teach you guys Kung Fu before you leave. And we're just like, <laughs> oh my God. We're just like, we don't, we don't want to learn Kung Fu. And then he proceeds to force us to do like Kung Fu exercises or what I'm assuming wow. he thinks Kung Fu exercises are. I mean, but like hilarious. Setting us and like, and then like setting us and putting our <laughs> arms up and then showing us doing punches. And then we have to sit there and we're like kind of worried because he's definitely like not in his right mind. We do the punches with him for a little while. And then we're like, we got to go. We got to go. And he's like, listen, let me just give you my ID before you go. And we're just like, no, we d- I don't want your ID. And he's like, and he's like, no, 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 you have to take it. And I was like, mm-hmm. I have no money. I can't give you money for your. And also, I don't want to purchase your ID. I, we don't yeah. have any money. And he's just like, no. listen, I just want you to have this. And he puts it in my hand and he folds my hand around it. And he's just like, you take it. You take it. And I'm just like, I'm wow. not going to take this. Please take it back. Please take it back. And he refused to take it back. So then we left. With this guy's driver's license. <laughs> what? And I, I guess. And then, because he wouldn't take it back. Mm-hmm. So I had this guy's driver's license. And I woke up in the morning and I was like, what do we, what, what do we do with this person's driver's license? So we had to, we walked back and just kind of like put it. He was on a stoop and we just put it on the stoop that we were on. Wow. Smart. And like yeah. then just left it there. But like, it, I've never, it's such a classic Baltimore experience. Yeah. That's that is a that is a wild one. I don't have a story like that from Los Angeles for sure. <laughs> Los Angeles is more direct. For some reason, yeah. it was always like we'll we'll take you on a journey in Baltimore. Yeah, I can remember the first time I went to. They built an ESPN zone in the Inner Harbor in Baltimore, and it was like all ages up until or you couldn't go in the bar but it was all ages and there was not a ton to do so we went down there and as soon as i parked the car and get out with my friend this guy walks up to us he's like how long are you guys going to be in espn zone and we're like blocks from it but he just knew exactly where we were going and we were uh-huh. like oh i don't know 
We have like a few hours or something. He goes, listen, I'll watch your meter because these meters are two hours. If you give me $5, I'll come back in two hours and put four quarters in. <laughs> nice. But if you can give me $2, I'm going to go get a chicken box for my dollars. It's a four-piece chicken box for $2. <laughs> so out of the five, there'll be a dollar left over. But I'll keep putting quarters in every hour until you get back. So then we go, we go, okay, and we give him five bucks or whatever because we're 16 years old. Yeah. We go to ESPN. We're having fun. We leave. I have a ticket on my car. No. <laughs> no. I was really hoping for humanity for this one. He took $5 from two idiots and was like, see you later. But it's oh always numbers. It's, it hurts it's right. It's always numbers. It was <laughs> always. so funny. It was like counting on you not being able to do like the math quick enough to like figure out what, what the scam was. Oh my Ugh. God. I love that. Oh, you paid for that story. That's all it was. You yeah. paid $5 That's for true. a wonderful story. I'll That's take true. it. Is right. can you just put a license in the mail and it'll get back to the person? That's a great question. Probably for our mail carrier, Bananimals, can you put a lost oh, you know, license in, in a mailbox? Just throw it in the mailbox. Oh, it's got a li- It's got an address on it. Yeah, but and we know put, the person lives there. What if you put a stamp on it? Yeah, that's Probably. interesting. You put a stamp on it. <laughs> Scotty, you want to uh, you want to give us another one? I'll give you another one. I have so many funny ones. Thanks for everybody sending. Sometimes there's like weeks where the stories are just grand. I'm going to find out the exact banana on my phone who sent this in because I want to give them credit. Well, I'll read the headline while I do this. Justin Bieber lives in fear of Judge Judy. That's oh, good, isn't good, it? Good, good. Let me find this beautiful banana. I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. I'll find it at some point, and I'll say it at the end. This was in Jezebel, or on Jezebel.com, written by Katie Ru- Ruth Ashcraft. I was going all... That confused me. Katie <laughs> Ruth Ashcraft. It's the Ashcraft that threw yep. me off. We all yep. know an Ashcroft. Yeah. Um, best in the biz but she is the best in the biz at Jezebel no doubt about it and I still can't find the name we will get to Uh, the face of daytime justice scares the pop prince so bad that he's hired guards to warn him if she is ever nearby what Justin Bieber is so afraid of Judge Judy that he's hired security staff to go into places before he gets there and let him know if she's Judge Judy is inside the that's crazy I want Judge Judy to be scary this makes me really happy yeah yeah so this is why Katie Ruth Ashcraft whose name I've butchered is the best in the biz she sets the table for us okay it's midday Mm. You're, you're hungry but your fridge is empty Mm-hmm. It would make the most sense to just hop in your car and drive to pick something up fast and easy. Maybe yeah. a burger. Maybe some nuggets. You put on your shoes, you grab your wallet and keys, but before you open the door to face the outside world, you ask one of your bodyguards if she is there. <laughs> yeah. You hired them specifically to keep you safe from her. She terrifies you. Luckily... She is not outside. You take a deep sigh of relief and walk to your very fancy, expensive sports car because you are Justin Bieber. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, in, the, in reality, it is you go downstairs to the Albertsons you keep in the basement and you buy the food you want and come back up because you are Justin Bieber. You are so freaking wealthy. does not do his own grocery shop. Right, right. You never have to leave your own home. It's true. <laughs> Um, oh, here it is. It was sent in by 
Lauren. <laughs> Just the name Lauren, period. Just the name Lauren. All right, great. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. Sorry I lost that story. Oh, boy. Uh, luckily, she's not outside. You take a deep blah, blah, blah. You're Justin Bieber. And she is, of course, someone who regularly says, quote, I'm the boss applesauce, end quote. The universally terrifying Judge Judy. I did not know that was one of her catchphrases. I, I, me, me neither. That no. seems like a little known Judge Judy catchphrase. I'm the boss applesauce. <laughs> not threatening at all. Kind of adorable, really. It is, really. Kind of cute. Sounds like a grandma. Yeah. Uh, the bossiest TV legal mind of our lifetime told Access Hollywood that her former neighbor, Justin Bieber, was, quote, paying the front door people to let him know when I was there, coming and going, so he wouldn't ever bump into me, end quote. Why was he so afraid of her? Great question, Katie. She thinks that it's because of a 2014 comment she made about his foolishness after being arrested for a DUI. She said, being a celebrity is a gift. You either treat it uh, you either treat it reverently or you can make a fool out of yourself. And he's doing a very good job of making a fool out of himself. I think it's sad. And nobody's going to remember that he was a marginal singer. Oh, I wow. mean, she's going in. Shots That's fired. JJ. But they're going to remember. Oh, nobody's going to remember that he's a marginal singer, but they all. They will remember going to. Uh, they will remember a young kid who had a chance to have it all, who is blowing it by acting like a fool. End Damn. quote. So she went for him. Yeah, she, she for went her. for him. To put it more succinctly, and in her another one of her famous catchphrases, "Beauty fades, but dumb is forever." <laughs> I don't see <laughs> I like the connection one. there. <laughs> I like that one. Katie is, yeah, exactly. Katie is somewhat sympathetic towards Bieber in this instance. In the face of daytime justice, uh, if she spoke to me that way, I would cower in fear and take every precaution to avoid her too. Not me. This is not that not big me. of a deal. No. She's like, hey, Judge Judy, look, I'm, I got, I'm on the clean and narrow. Bye. I, yeah. I mean, don't you think it would be kind of fun to have a martini with Judge Judy? Absolutely. Yeah. I bet she's got stories. Oh, my God. For Here's sure. what you do. You take Judge Judy out. You have a nice meal. I thought you yeah. meant kill you her for a second. <laughs> wasted. Take her out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you no, meant kill her. You get wasted with Judge Judy. Yeah. You insist she drives home, and then you call the police on her, get her to get a DUI, oh. and then you go in the press and say, Judge Judy needs to get her shit together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Take notes, beebs. <laughs> Um, not only did Bieber get arrested for a DUI in the winter of 2014, but that same season he created $20,000 worth of damages by egging a neighbor's home. I mean, how what? hard do you throw in eggs? Oh, 20 grand worth of, that's, that's, that's inflated. Insane. They that's knew who inflation. it was. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's yeah. inflation. Also, I'm, if Justin Bieber egged your house, I would also sue him for $20,000. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> Um, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, it's just basically Judge Judy. Um, it says it's unclear how egging amounted to that level of damages, which is what we're saying. Yeah. But that's not the point. Judge Judy got ahead of any future problems by letting her one day neighbor know that she's not to be fucked with, which I don't understand where that came from either. But we're yep. going to go with no. it. Sounds um, good. Did you ever do any egging, Georgia? I did. Uh, Toilet papering once. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. Which now, as an adult, I feel bad about because that is a big whole mess to clean up for sure. 
I don't know. I think eggs are probably worse than toilet Absolutely. paper. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, thank God. Well, if you Thank live God somewhere it. where it rains, it's okay to toilet paper house because it eventually just, you know, gets dissolves. Dissolves. Yeah. But in LA, it's 10, 15 years can go by and you're still the house that got rolled. Oh, no. Um, but have you ever, were you ever afraid of anybody? Like in high school, did you avoid hallways because of a certain teacher or another student or anything? I was thinking about this. Mm-hmm. If no. I've ever avoided anybody. And there's only one that I could come up with. Kirk, give me a man's first name, an old man's first name. Uh, Gerald. Great. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Gerald. So I worked in this bike shop from 14 to 18. And one day, this older gentleman, uh, probably late 60s, real tall guy, comes charging in and he goes, who works here? And I say, I do. I'm like 16, probably 15 or 16. And his name was Gerald Gold. And he goes, what's the most expensive bike in the store? <laughs> and I said, and my boss instantly jumps up because my, you know, the guy owned the bike yeah. shop and he's like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Jeff. And we had this bike that was called a Colinago was the company and it was called wow. a dream, I think. And I think it was like four grand or five grand. It was very wow. expensive. And this in the nineties. This was in 99. Um, so that's a lot so of a hundred thousand dollars now. Yeah. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> yeah, basically. So, but Gerald was like, I want him to me. Like, I want him to sell it to me. And I was pretty good at sales back then. Yeah. So my boss was like, don't fuck this up, you know? I'm like, okay. So he he's like, this is the most expensive one. Is it nice? And I was like, yeah, it's beautiful. It's this, this, and this. We pull it off the wall. And it's miraculously can fit him. And he's like, great, I'll take this. And I need all the stuff. Meaning helmet, shoes, gloves, bike shorts, bike rack, which is like, you know, another three or four hundred dollars. So all in all, this ends up being like six thousand dollars with a sale. Like my boss was like like attaboy, pat me on the back, super excited. So I feel great. He feels great. This rich guy who sold a dot com. That was his thing. I later found out that he had an early like sports betting dot com or actually, you know what it was? It was a weather it was local weather back in the 90s, and he sold it for like $50 million. Wow. Oh, my God. So that, that gold, the golden years of his life, he was just going to blow that money. And so I put the bike rack on his Land Rover, and I put the Colinago on the bike rack, and I'm like, this was a great day. I better get a race because of this. And then I realized that this older dude, Gerald, worked out at the same gym at the end of the shopping center that I do. And the way I found this out is the next time I went there, he goes, Scotty walks directly across the locker room fully naked and stands in front of me with his hands no. on his hips. No. And he's like, I love the bike. I'm riding it all the time. I've been putting miles here. He's like, "What's a, how much do you ride every week? And I'm like, 100 miles if I'm training. Oh, my God. And he's <laughs> naked? Every time I would go, he would walk fully nude over <laughs> no, to me, hands on his teenager. hips. You're a teenager. I was a 17, teenager. 17, right? 16 or 15, 16, probably. Oh, my God. You're a child. And he's no. tall. He's like 6'5", six 6'6". No. Six, six. So I'm looking into gray chest hair, gray and black chest hair. Oh. This large man that just wants to talk cycling so hard. And then the funniest part was, so, like, I would avoid, I wouldn't go to the locker room. Like, I would just go and shower at the bike shop or change the bike shop or like i would just you know if i saw him there he'd come over when i was working out or whatever just to talk biking 
But so then one day I have to pee and I go in there. I'm like, well, I got to pee. Like there's no other way around this. And so I walk in and he's already put a t-shirt on and he sees me and walks over to me like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Just t-shirt. Naked from the waist down is, naked naked from waist from down the, is the most offensive naked. It is. With a V-neck white T-shirt, like no. Scotty. Oh God, I got my girl into riding too, and I'm just oh. standing there, like making hard eye contact. <laughs> yeah, eye contact I've never made to this day with anybody in my life. Oh just my like, God. yes, sir. Right. But what a creep! It's the only oh. time in my that life. Gerald Gold. I God, he's probably still alive and tormenting people back in Owings Mills. But my <laughs> God, it was like, don't you do it. Put your pants on, you pervert. Just a teenage boy. You need to have some decorum, please. Anything. A jock strap. A sock. Yeah, your hands. A towel. A basketball. <laughs> a mustache. A hilarious <laughs> mustache would make it work. With glasses and a mustache would be great. Anything, Gerald. Oh, God. Well... Thank you so much for being here, Georgia. My pleasure, as always, you guys. It's always so much fun chatting and hanging out with you both. Thanks for having me. We're thankful for you. We're thankful for the whole Exactly Right family. Oh, my gosh. I'm thankful for you, Scotty. I'm thankful for you, Curdy B. Thankful for you, Katie. That's right. Adopt animals, everybody. Let's start fostering some doggies in Los Angeles. Bye. Bananas. <laughs> Bananas is an exactly right media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas. Bananas. Follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.